As a step-parent, I have learned that there are some qualities that are of use and there are others that are useless. Being quick to forgive is one of those useful qualities. Whether we're talking security in my relationships, allowing the freedom of expression from my kids, or just the influence and impact that I have in my home, being quick to forgive has afforded me these things and so much more. And I'm no exception. This is one of the greatest qualities of a step parent. Welcome to Blended. I am your host, Jeremiah Wallace, and my goal is to see blended families thriving. If you are navigating this experience, then you're in the right place. This podcast is purposed to provide support, information, and the encouragement that we need to fulfill our family's potential. What is happening, Blenders? I hope that you guys are thriving in all respects. We are transitioning over to another series entitled Qualities of a Step Parent. So step parents are going to get some much needed attention. In the meantime, go ahead and rate, go ahead and subscribe if you guys are able to do so. It's been so good to hear from many of you that have reached out concerning the content, those that I've connected with personally, those that I'm working with right now. The, the whole thing is just fantastic. The fact that I get to sow into lives is a blessing for me and my family. So if you guys look into the description, you'll see a link. If you want to schedule a 30 minute consultation with me, we'll have a conversation. I'm a real human being in these days, considering AI, that's <laughs> that's worth something. So we'll have a talk. And uh, if I can help in any way, if I can serve you personally and and therefore impact some of your dating decisions, marital circumstance and your family, then that would be, again, a huge blessing for me. Otherwise, hit me up, message me on whether Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn and let me know how some of this content is serving you or subject matter that you would like to hear about. You guys are awesome and it has been a pleasure, I promise. So again, we are going into qualities of a step parent. And the content that is covered, the qualities that we touch on are going to apply to both step parents that are in just the prospect stage. They're not officially step parents, but if you're looking to be in a relationship and you have children, these are some of the qualities that will pretty much let you know that this person is potentially prime for this role. This is an option as far as occupying that space in your life as a significant other and the life of your child or children, as well as those that are already step parents. These are qualities that are essential and should be ingrained in the way that we operate. They should very much be part of our character and values. And as we go over these things, you will see why they are essential to the success of the family unit. And while many of the qualities that I will reference in the coming weeks apply to both the the step parent prospect or the person operating as a step parent, as well as the significant other, I'm going to zone in specifically on the step parent because there is a unique position that they hold within the blended family. 
So step parent, if you are under my voice right now, know that you are an important person. You are absolutely necessary for the sake of your family and it's fortification for the development of the young people in your home as well as the evolution of your marriage relationship. These qualities aren't just about surviving or finding your place, a safe place in the corner somewhere where your opinion is sometimes valuable and other times not so much. That's not what this is. These are defining characteristics that make family work. And today we're going to be talking about a very important quality, that being step parents are quick to forgive. And for those of you that are English majors, you're going to have to you're going to have to forgive me. Wow, look at that. We are already going to be practicing forgiveness because apparently the term Unforgiveness is not really a term. I feel like there is this is almost like is the is the dress. Is it really like blue and black or are we looking at something that's white and gold? I forget the other the other option, but I I have been saying unforgiveness for most of my life. And I believe a majority of my listeners have been doing the same. So if I slip up, okay. And say unforgiveness and it just rubs you the wrong way. Guess what you're going to have to do? Yep. Forgive me. (laughs) Okay. But let's get into what forgiveness is. It's essentially the relinquishing of others from a debt or a penalty of some kind because of something that they either did or didn't do that caused some form of harm or distress. So practically speaking, what this looks like is that somebody does something and again, it causes some form of harm or distress and all of a sudden they owe us something. And that's exactly what a debt is. Somebody racked up some type of social or relational expense as a result of their actions. And until that's paid off, we can't really proceed forth consensually. And in many situations, not only do they need to repay the debt that they owe, we actually tax them based on whether years that have passed or the degree to which we were affected by whatever they again did or did not do. And for those of us that are struggling to forgive somebody, we tend to develop some type of offense or resentment and anger and bitterness toward an individual. And this can happen intentionally as we keep account of what this person did and we're very clear on how that affected us or it happens subconsciously. And there's just something about somebody that we can't really put our finger on, but we know that there's just something off. I hope that makes sense concerning what forgiveness is and some of what it produces in us. And I understand that it happens on a spectrum. There are extreme ends of what's transpired against us and the harm, the abuse, the neglect, and all of those things that deeply impacted us without question, making it very difficult or almost seemingly impossible to forgive what this individual or what these people have done. And on the other hand, there's the the day-to-day things that rub us the wrong way, like somebody on the road, which can be difficult for me too. I have to admit, there was a couple of weeks ago where I was driving and there was just this dude driving fairly belligerently. 
in an area where the limit was like 35. And I, you know, I did a little, I rode the wave of testosterone and I stared him down briefly (laughs) and he ended up rolling down his window about 15% because he really didn't want problems. And he just stuck out his middle finger and I wanted to follow him. I wanted to see like, what's your life, dude? Where are you going? <laughs> I, I just want to support you. <laughs> uh, but fortunately, I looked the other way and I let it happen. I let it I let it ride out. And in those instances, most humans can kind of practice a little bit of forgiveness. But even in those situations, for some people, it is difficult to just forgive, to let go and to keep from harboring offense or anger toward another person. And something really important to note is the fact that an inability to forgive breeds an increased struggle to forgive. So if we are harboring something towards somebody else, guess what? We are more likely to harbor some type of offense or hold someone else accountable to a debt that they may not even know about. So imagine this struggle with forgiveness existing in your home. Let's be real offense against our spouse, our significant other offense against children, offense against exes or other influences on your family, whether externally or internally. These are some of the realities of the blended family where there is divorce. There is offense where there is contentious fighting and constant bickering or going at each other's throat for things that are big or small. If you look close enough, you'll likely be able to find that someone was unable to practice forgiveness toward another. And I hope that paints the picture as to why this quality is so important as far as its operation within the family unit, but specifically for the step parent. And that's because if you are a step parent, while you do not have all of your stuff together and you are not a perfect human being, you are slowly being inserted into this scenario where there is some brokenness. And even in the most stable and functional post-divorce or separation scenarios, harm has been done and there is some confusion for the children or some frustrations or sadness being experienced by their parent. And then on top of that, there are all the normal factors of being a human being and the fact that life is not perfect, which means there will be relational conflict, which means there will be some missteps and everything in between. So it's really important that as a step parent, we hone and develop the quality of a quickness to forgive so that we can maintain who we need to be as well as contribute to this situation, what we are called to contribute. But that's very difficult to do when we've taken on the weight of grudges and frustrations of wrongdoing. And for those of you that have been frequent flyers of this podcast up to this point, you've likely heard me say that it's important as a perspective step parent for you not to take on the burdens of the love interest in question. It's important that you don't believe or just come into full agreement of their side of the story 
because what that is going to do is warp your perspective concerning everything. This is something that I had to combat early on in my relationship with my wife. Every offense that she had experienced, especially at the hand of men, I just wanted to take up arms and I just wanted to defend her to the utmost of my ability. In those moments, the butterflies that were running rampant (laughs) in my stomach were telling me everything that she says is true and right. And she's never made a mistake prior to meeting you. (laughs) And that's that is just far from the truth. Fortunately, at that time, she had some self-awareness. So she was able to take credit um, where she needed to take credit as she would relay what's kind of transpired in her life and why she found herself as a single parent. But I believe that there are a ton of step parents or those that are step parent prospects that have taken on the offense of the their love interest and they haven't even met the ex. They haven't even encountered or engaged or seen any evidence to suggest that what they're saying, what they're relaying as far as how horrible their previous relationship was or how wrongly they were treated. And while they did everything right and they loved perfectly, they were just loved imperfectly. It wasn't reciprocated as it should have been. And then all of a sudden we as step parents forget that it takes two to tango and it doesn't really make sense for you to remain in a 10 to 15 year relationship (laughs) and you were just mistreated for 14 and a half of them. It just doesn't make sense. And I know that's kind of an extreme illustration, but it's real. It is a real story that people are walking out. And it's one of the ways that we we take on this struggle with forgiveness. And as I mentioned, if we struggle to forgive some people and in some areas, it is just perfect breeding ground for this struggle with forgiveness to persist. So the reason it is so valuable for a step parent to be quick to forgive is because it allows for them to throw off the weights and the burdens being presented or created by others or the many different situations that they will face, whether by themselves in their own right or the many different scenarios that the entire family unit will experience. Being bogged down by grudges and frustrations makes it absolutely impossible to operate with a clear mind and a pure heart. And that's because it does harm both to other people, but especially to ourselves as step parents. And some of you have probably heard the analogy that whether bitterness, resentment or ill feelings toward another person ends up being like you slowly drinking a cup of poison, but waiting for the other person to die. Another analogy that I like to use when it comes to forgiveness is that when we hold someone according to a certain debt, we want to lock them up and we want to imprison them, but we end up being the guards on duty. And as long as they're locked up, we have to remain outside of their cage as we're watching over them, restricting their movements. But we are at the same time held hostage by our inability to forgive this individual. 
So their prison sentence becomes our prison sentence. Their inability to move around because they're in a cage means that we are unable to move around because we have to guard the cage and make sure they remain in there. And this is no way to live and to do family. There's no love in these scenarios, only compromise. And great step parents are just not for that. We are not willing to live compromised. Our desire is to be fully operational and not crippled by circumstance. So when we find ourselves hindered for whatever reason, we are going to look for a solution. And our solution is not just going to serve us alone. It is going to serve our family unit. That's one of the very important aspects of our role. I personally don't have to look too far into my history to note that when I've been compromised, my family has also been compromised. When I have had either ill feelings, whether toward my wife or toward my children or even toward myself. In those moments, my family has clearly lacked something. Not that I need to be perfect and do everything right, but when I remain in a state of compromise where I'm operating in a capacity that is less than or I am a shell of myself, my family is not operating at its best. And that is one of the greatest desires of a great step parent for their family to function at its peak. And some of the things that forgiveness affords us or allows for within our family is a freedom of expression, creating an atmosphere and a space where people can freely express themselves, whether whether for good or for bad, is absolutely amazing for the family unit. There's also relationship security which is super valuable within the blended family because security has been under threat because there has been whether separation or there is confusion or the conflict that the custody schedule naturally produces within the family. Relationship security is all the more valuable. There's also an example and display of health and grace. Forgiving people openly and then walking in forgiveness and being secure in yourself, knowing and displaying that forgiving someone does not mean that you are on the losing end of that exchange. It doesn't mean that you are less than. Um, in fact, it exercises a form of graceful authority, to be honest, so that the people in our home know that kindness, gentleness and humility are not forms of weakness. Forgiveness also allows for productive conflict resolution. If you listen to the last episode of our blended families really that hard, you know that I, I spoke on the subject of conflict. We all have a relationship with conflict, whether that's a healthy and productive relationship or we struggle with conflict and we are in poor standings relationally. But conflict can be done. There's a right way to do it. There's a productive way to do it. Forgiveness allows for that. Then there is also attractiveness and you are attractive in the eyes of your significant other. When you practice genuine forgiveness, when you practice forgiveness with your children, whether you ask for forgiveness, when you make mistakes or you're quick to forgive them, they are all of a sudden attracted and drawn to you. Obviously, those are different forms with the love interest. It's like, hey, I want to touch you with your children. It's like, hey, you're a safe place. I am comfortable in your arms. We can do the whole affection thing. 
And another thing that allows for us in our home is influence for us to be able to say certain things and they have meaning and for them to have an impact. There's nothing worse than for an adult in a home, for a step parent, not to have any influence, for our words not to have weight. Forgiveness allows for us to have weight in our homes, for our, our words and our example and our opinions to mean something and for change to come about as a result of whatever we have to offer via our perspective. Those are some of the things that forgiveness affords us. And I can say, honestly, those things are operating in my home. And that is amazing. It's incredible. There are moments where those things did not exist or they were just around, but on a much smaller scale. But now, like, it's just so cool to see the state of health and functionality that my family's at. And that's large in part due to the humility of asking for forgiveness, of being quick to forgive and not holding things against people. Uh, I'll tell you right now, me and my wife, we have experienced much breakthrough personally in our relationship and in our family over the last couple months for a lot of reasons. And it's been just beautiful and very difficult. <laughs> These are not easy processes, but because we've been willing to go through it and I have had the privilege of leading the way in many respects, specifically concerning forgiveness, we are just at this point where we continue to move in the direction of love, purpose, and freedom. And I truly believe that those things are also available to you and your family as well. And before I go into the two things that are so good at combating a struggle with forgiveness, I want to talk about the difference between uh, an inability to forgive and experiencing mistrust. I've, I've kind of gone into what the struggle with forgiving entails, but mistrust, it usually happens when there's an incident that kind of presents a deep red flag or causes some harm or a series of actions or behaviors that at that point threatens trust. And some of those things that can harm trust level could be whether degrading comments or private conversations with an ex, allowing a rift to exist between the child and step parent, potentially on the side of the biological parent or inconsistencies between what what somebody says they'll do and what actually transpires. These and so many other things can threaten trust. And honestly, that's fair. It's okay if trust has been threatened or compromised to some degree, because once we acknowledge that harm has been done to the trust level, then we can work past that. We can identify those behaviors, work together and mend the trust that has been broken. So when I'm talking about being quick to forgive, what I am not saying is that people can do anything and everything. Someone can act in any of the ways that I just listed. And then you say, OK, I forgive you and I'm going to pretend that it did not transpire. That is by no means what I'm saying. Forgiveness means that I am not going to require you to pay this debt in this certain way for me 
to have my security reestablished. Forgiveness means that while I have been hurt, I am choosing not to exercise some offense or bitterness or resentment toward you because personally, I just don't have time for that. I can't afford that. While mistrust, on the other hand, kind of points to some things that have happened or that have been happening that threaten our relationship right now. And if they continue to happen, then they will continue to threaten our relationship and potentially spoil it. So there are some matters that need to be rectified and remedied so that we can be at a mutual, achieve a mutual understanding and move forward in unison with the same purpose and end goals concerning our family in mind. So it is actually okay to have a little bit of trust issues. It's something that we do want to solve and make right, but it can be a bit of a normal experience, to be honest. I will use my wife as an example. And babe, I'm sorry, I know you're listening, but she recently had some deep trust issues uncovered. And it stems from some of those former relationships, whether with family or significant others. And some of those things have hung around for quite some time, affecting both her relationship with God as well as her relationship with me. And guys, I keep it pretty PG. These days, if I am in the vicinity of a club, I I start getting ill. (laughs) I get nauseous. When I when I hear loud music and people yelling and stumbling over themselves, like I have a hard time these days. I, I'm not judging. I'm not. It's just that that's a that's a different time in life. I keep it pretty PG. So for my wife to have trust issues toward me, not that I am untouchable at this point, but it really does show that there can be in moments struggle with trust. And that's okay because those things can be worked through if they're worked through together. So again, being quick to forgive doesn't mean like you can do anything and everything against me and it's okay. It doesn't mean that we have to quickly move past the the bit of trust issues that I'm having. Not that every single feeling is legitimate. But if there are issues of trust, while you can forgive your significant other, you can forgive your children, you can forgive the situation that you're facing when there are residual issues that impact your ability to operate as a spouse or as a parent, then those things need to be intentionally and diligently worked through. And oftentimes it needs to be done as a team. So there's that. But I did want to get into those two things that combat a struggle with forgiveness or rather unforgiveness cannot coexist with these two things. And yes, I said unforgiveness. I've been struggling (laughs) this whole time. Okay, I've done okay, but I have been struggling. I've wanted to say that word at least 72 times. So forgive me. (laughs) But number one is respect. When we have respect for other people and their experience, whether they are right or they are wrong, we are more likely to be able to forgive them. One thing that we do toward other people that have either wronged us or we don't agree with is that we dehumanize them. We forget the fact that we are also human beings that have been wrong in situations, whether our actions or our opinions and beliefs. 
And we've evolved over time. We've experienced revelation that have totally changed the way that we think and do things. But we don't look at other people the same way. We chalk them up as an illogical, irrational, and a foolish person that has caused harm or you're just, you don't want anything to do with this type of person for whatever reason. So they're on this hook. They are in that sale. You have a debt hanging over their heads that they couldn't possibly pay off in part because they've been dehumanized because you don't have any respect for them. And it is absolutely essential that we have some respect for all people, if not only because they are a human being. It can be very difficult to respect a high conflict ex that's doing much to try and terrorize your family. It's very difficult to have respect for a child uh, or a stepchild that has no respect for you. That is, in fact, very disrespectful. Um, and suddenly we are de dehumanizing them because how is it possible for a human being to operate in such a way and to think in such a way, believe in such a way? But we have to fight, fight to credit them with humanity and therefore a little bit of respect that allows for us to potentially maybe things as far as our relationship. It doesn't get to a point of great and deep intimacy and being personally collect connected that that is not the best outcome in all scenarios, but some degree of respect, some hope that you offer them by still recognizing their humanity despite their foolishness can make all the difference in the life of your children, then the life of in your life personally because of what it does in your heart and maybe even in their life. And I know for some, this is absolutely unthinkable because how can I respect this person for doing this thing? But it's important that we do it. If not for for their sake, first and foremost, then it should be for ours and the sake of our family. And many of us know that we have been forgiven much and therefore forgiving is absolutely essential. And the second thing is gratitude. When we are grateful for our lives, when we are grateful for our family and the life that we have, regardless of the fact that we face trials, we are not exempt. It rains on both the just and the unjust. But when we have gratitude and we regularly exercise Thanksgiving, it is like a uh, spiritual antibiotic <laughs> on a daily basis when we are grateful and we are thankful. Not only do we recognize more often the great opportunities that are in front of us, but we are more likely to create them as a result of just seeing life in a better light. So are you grateful for your significant other, despite the fact that there are trust issues or they've made some mistakes, made some comments or you're not seeing eye to eye. Are you grateful for your stepchildren, despite the fact that you don't feel the strength of connection that you want and you're convinced that it may not develop or proceed any further than where you guys are at right now? Are you grateful that you are in this family and despite the trials and the struggles that the dynamic presents from time to time, you still know 
that you're walking in purpose and your desire is to fulfill your commitment to see the best from your family? Are you practicing that level of gratitude? And I can pretty much promise you in the absence of respect toward other people, in the absence of gratitude for your life and the great diversity of situations that are thrown your way, there will be room for offense. There will be room to struggle with forgiveness toward other people. And there are some of you that are hearing this right now, and it is cutting you to the heart. You're like, wow, I have really struggled with respect. I've struggled with gratitude. I haven't I haven't even celebrated something about my life. I can't even remember the last time I did because you have been immersed in this understanding or this experience that suggests that things are not well, but it's not too late. You can practice forgiveness and then you can seek forgiveness from other people and know that forgiveness requires strength. It's not for the faint of heart, but it is worth it concerning the outcomes that we aspire toward for ourselves and our family. So the first quality of a fantastic step parent is a quickness to forgive. And while we may want to discover this in a step parent prospect, this is a quality that develops over time. Compared to who I am in this moment, I was very sluggish to forgive in the first couple of years of my marriage. And I hope that in five or 10 years from now, I can say the same about my current state. So today I would prefer to be sluggish in comparison to who I will be in the future. So step parents, you are essential. You are important. And if you want to be great, then be quick to forgive. I hope this helps some of you guys. You are amazing. And we'll talk soon. Peace. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you heard something throughout the episode that could make all the difference. Please take a moment to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of that blended goodness. Episodes are up and running on the second and fourth Wednesday of each month. Until then, do not settle for anything less than what's possible.